Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly cash flow. It is Monday, April 10th. We are officially into the second week of the second quarter. Okay. Um, let's go over, see where we are before we see what's happening this upcoming week. Bank of America I brought into from the previous week. Let me give you a quick little recap of where I am with Bank of America. In case any of you guys forgot, I get 5,900 shares at 35.50. Now, that basically sucked up almost all of my $100,000. However, I got this back in the second week of February. So I got it in February. I collected the dividends in February. And I also collected what I think is around 10 or 12 premiums. That means every week I bought more and more and more premiums. Premium, premium, premium. Okay, so not only am I collecting the dividend every quarter, and the dividend is okay, it's not the greatest in the world, but the premiums are just adding to my account on a weekly basis. This week I got uh, 0.7%, which is like 750 bucks. Last week was 0.3, it was like another 300 bucks. Now this is extra cash that normally people don't collect because they don't do covered calls off of their positions. That's basically all it is. You're just buying quality companies, collecting the dividend, collect a premium, sell it to someone for the same price you paid for it. There's really very little risk in it because I really don't think Bank of America is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. That being said, let's take a look at what we have on our roster for this week. Now, like I said, we are in week number two of week of, uh, sorry, week number two of the second quarter. There we go. Now we want to look at the dividend kings. Okay. Now, the dividend kings for this week, there's only one, NWN, which is Northwest, I believe they call it. They're paying out a 48-cent dividend. Let's find out who they are. Okay, Northwest Natural out of Portland, Oregon. Now, these guys uh, do natural gas. Commercial, industrial, Oregon, Washington operates natural gas distribution segment, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Water, water-based business, gas storage. Okay. All that nice, neat stuff. Okay. Now, they've been around since 1910. They're a dividend king. They've increased their prices to their shareholders, the dividends, every year for more than 50 years consecutively. That means every year they give up more and more money. So, personally... I don't see there being any risk to this company. Buy it, hold on to it forever, and you know, you get uh, your dividend and it increases every year. Now they got a book value of 3309. You might be asking, what is that? 3309 is the uh, value if they had to liquidate everything. Okay. Now we're gonna take a look at the charts, see what it looks like, because I believe Northwest National natural or national, whatever it is, is a monthly optionable stock, NWN. 
And yes, it is. It's a monthly stock. They're paying their dividend in 10 to 11 days. All right, so it's not this Friday, but it's the following Friday. Okay. A year ago today, they were at right around $50.90. $50. They jumped up to a high of the year at fifty four seventy six. They traveled, what, between uh, 51 and 54 for a couple of months. And then in August, late August, they dropped down to the floor. Now, the floor for NWN just so happened to be around the 42, 40 area. From there, she jumps up to 46 to 49. She just travels the rest of the year in that time frame. Let's take a look at the last 30 days because that's basically all I'm really interested in is the last 30 days. The last 30 days, we got a 30-day low at 44 76. Now that was three weeks ago. Now our 30 day high was on Friday at 48.87. Okay, so let's check seasonality, see what this thing normally does this time of year. Now seasonality is one chart on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. Now you might be thinking, well, the prices aren't going to be the same. No, they're not. These are just valuations. You take the high of the year and the low of the year, and then everything in between. Okay, so the low of the year represents a zero, high of the year represents a 100. Everything in between the high of the year and the low of the year is anywhere between a 1 and a 99. Now, you put that chart on top of another, on top of another. So if it moves up 10%, 10% is 10%. If it moves down 2%, 2% is 2%, no matter how you look at it. All right, needless to say, at this time of year, ooh, good time to jump in. Ooh, gotta love that one. A nice Upward flow, not a huge, not small, but enough to do some covered calls, maybe some spreads. I like that. All right, so we're sitting at 48.58 at this moment. We got a bid of 48.55 and an ask of 48.62. Now, we got the EX date is 11 days out. Now you're gonna be able to hold on this thing for two weeks. So is this number going to be good enough? Okay, so at the 45, Is going for right around 350 360. Yeah, and for me, that ain't gonna work because at the money, right where it is right now, the 45, if you had that 360 onto there, you're coming up to 4860, which is what the ask is. So if you're buying it at 4860, you gotta at least make a profit of 50 60 cents. Okay, so whatever you buy it at, at the market. 4862. Um, to me, this one, the numbers just don't work for me. They, they just don't. It's just not enough of a return. Now, regardless of how good, how wonderful the company is, it's a great company. It's been around for a long time, you know, over 100 years. But the numbers don't work. It's not giving me my 1% for the week. So we're going to get out of that one and we're going to look at Warren Buffett's list. I'm pretty sure this is on Warren Buffett's list also. No, it's not. Bank Mellon. Ooh, Bank Mellon's another 100-year-old company. BK. Bank Mellon started out a year ago today at 48.13. Kind of got sideways and found its bottom in um, October, beginning of October, 36.14. From there, she escalates to a double high at 52. That was back in the you know middle of February. 
Um, and then we get that bad news and everything's going to drop with the, with the banks and all that crap. And then this thing goes from 52 down to 44. So it made a nice, well, I shouldn't say a nice drop, but a crappy drop. All right, let's take a look. All right, so the last 30 days. For Bank Mellon, we got a 30-day high at 48.46. Now, this was 30 days ago, okay? March 10th. You had the high at 48.46. Now, two weeks later, which was two weeks ago, the 24th of March, this thing hits a low at 41.57. Now, from there, she's been, you know, um, she jumped up to a trading range between 44 and 45.60. Okay, it's been going there for the past couple of weeks. So it's not really moving too much. It's at 45.04 at the moment. So let's take a look at seasonality for Bank Mellon. Now, Bank Mellon is one of those companies that's a bank that's been in business for over 100 years. So I'd like to know what the, you know, their spreadsheet looks like. All right, we have a little bit of uptrend for Bank Mellon this time of year. We're going to move over to the trade grid and put BK into the trade grid. We got a bid of 45.03 and an ask of 45.04. You got a tight... Uh, spread means a lot of trades going on. And this is another monthly. I don't like monthlies, but let's take a look at the numbers on this one. If we bought it at the money right now, 45.02, and we sold the 45 call for someone to buy it from us for the exact same price we're, we're paying for it, that's a 120 per share. That is almost 2.5, 2.7% for one week. Now, you got to be okay with owning it for the next two weeks because it's not a weekly. So you're getting 2.5 for two weeks. They're still down to you know, one and a quarter percent per week. Eh, you know, I don't like doing monthlies. I don't because after that, I got to hold it for another 30 days. And who knows if I'm going to get 4%. Just for the fun of it, let's, let's check it out. We get two, two and a half percent between now and and expiration date. But if we go out one more month, which would be the 19th of May, we're only getting 170, which is an older extra 50 cents for another four weeks. I'm gonna say, oh, hell no. But that's just me. All right, so we have two monthlies and that's it for Warren Buffett's list and the Dividend Kings. But other than that, Let's take a look at the dividend champions. A whole bunch of those out there. We got two, four, six, eight, nine. Now, here's something good. My absolute favorite stock is on the list today. Ford. I love Ford. And I actually bought a bunch of Ford this morning. Let me see how much did I buy this morning. Oops, wrong one. I got some in that account, and I got some in this account. How much Ford did I get? Okay, uh, 5,000 shares. All righty then. That makes me a happy camper. All right, that being said, let's take, a, let's take a look at Ford because it's just there. Okay, so Ford, a year ago today, was at 1531. Now, we got a double high on Ford. Actually, almost like a triple high at 1660. That's high for the year. Now, we also have a low for the year, which was back July 
fifth, right after right after um, Independence Day, at ten sixty three. Okay, now it's kind of like all over the place. Ten sixty three on July fifth, and then a month later she's at a high at sixteen sixty eight, and then two months later she's down to eleven fourteen. Okay, so she's kind of like all over the place. You know, really don't care. Ford's been around for over 100 years. Now, let's take a look at the last 30 days. Last 30 days, we got a low at 11.14. Now, this was um, four weeks ago. Not quite 30 days. You know, it was like on the 17th of, of, of March. Now, from there... We had a 30-day a 30-day high, which was last week. Okay, the 32-day high last week was 1285. Now I have a bunch of these in my in one of my accounts at 1350, and I bought uh, 5,000 this morning at at, at uh, 1240, 1230, somewhere in that area. She's at 1245 now. I, I bought it at, at all right. You know, just for the fun of it, let's go over there and take a look. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so I bought it at 12.33. And I sold some of the right to buy it from me at 12. Why did I do that? That's 33 cents I lost. No, not really, because I sold the option at 44 cents a share. It doesn't sound like a lot, but I bought it for 12.33. I'm selling it for 12.44, which is 11 cents more than what I paid for it. It doesn't sound like much, but it's 550 bucks. Now, 550 bucks in this particular account comes to 0.9%. So it's, it's, it's almost 1% for the week. And I like the fact because I really need to be into cash on this one in the next couple of weeks. I really can't carry something for a long period of time. So I am going to sell it for one or two strikes in the money. Granted, my, my uh, percentage might be a, small, a little bit smaller, like 0.8 or 0.9 or, or, or 1%. But I want to do it you know, in the money, so I can, even if the stock goes sideways, it goes absolutely nowhere, I want to be out of it and into cash, and then the next two or three weeks, because I, I don't know if you, if you have uh, been following around for, for a while, but I'm planning on taking, uh, like 130, 150,000 out of this, and putting it into a incubator fund, so I'm actually going to start my own private, um, hedge fund, they call it an incubator fund because it's it doesn't cost as much as a full-fledged hedge fund and it's just like getting started so I, I can get my returns verified by third party so by me telling you i make about one percent per week in my private personal accounts because i got several of those it doesn't mean squat but in a public account which an incubator is a public account people can go in and actually see my actual trades okay so it's no more it's no longer private now, I'm doing this for a reason, because I want to eventually move up to a um, an insurance-dedicated fund so I can be able to put my life insurance um, cash value into a fund in which has a better rate of return than basically all the other funds out there. Yeah, But anyway, that's besides the point. Future growth. Okay, so that's Ford. Let's get back to where we were. Okay. Yeah, I did buy Ford because that is one of my favorites because it's consistent. And, oh, here is the big reason why I like Ford and GM, okay? Ford 
is the stock price is below or extremely close to the book value. So if they liquidated everything from Ford today, I would still make out. Can't say that with every company. General Motors the same way. General Motors is is a huge amount below the book value. But we're not talking about General Motors at the moment. So let's jump on to the next company. Um, ATR. Who is ATR? All right, let's put check the trade grid first. ATR. ATR is a monthly, so I'm not even going to bother with that one. Uh, next is CLX. I know that is a weekly, so we're going to CLX. Now, I did get some CLX last year, or I think I got last quarter. I'm pretty sure I did. All right, anyway, let's go through the numbers. You notice as you follow along that I'm doing the same stocks over and over and over again. Okay, fine, dandy. Why would I buy Clorox, just hold on to it and get one dividend payment for the, uh, you know, per quarter? That's four payments per year. I could take that exact same amount of money, grab the dividend from Clorox, grab the dividend from Ford, grab the dividend from um, Lowe's, grab the dividend from Comcast, um, American Express, Visa, Verizon, all these big, huge companies, and just collect 10 to 20 dividend checks per month. Why would I just put the money there and just leave it? It just doesn't make sense to me. But a lot of people do that, and hey, more power to them. Let's go through the numbers with Clorox. A year ago today, they were at 147.46. Now, didn't take long to hit that high of the year back in May. Okay, the beginning of May, this was at 160.79. A couple of weeks later, the end of June, this baby's at the low of the year at 120.60. Okay, so that's like a $40 drop. And that's a 25% drop in like a month and a half. That's got to hurt. All right. So anyway, if you didn't sell and you held on to it, it jumped back up and it stayed between 138 and 150 for just about the whole year. A couple of dips here, a couple of advances there. But let's take a look at the last 30 days because that's basically what I'm trading. I'm trading the last 30 days. All righty. You're going to like this one. 30 days ago today was the low of the year at 140. Oh, sorry, was the low of the 30-day period at 148.68. Now, from there, she escalated nicely to a high of 159. Okay, now that was two weeks ago. Basically gone sideways, dipped down for four days, back up, sideways again. Now we're sitting at 156.88. All right, so take a look at seasonality really quick. Take a look at the next couple of weeks. All right, next couple of weeks, we have a nice little sideways and a pop. It's going to pop up a little bit. After that, she's going to drop. But it works great for the next couple of weeks. So CLX, let's check out the numbers and see what that looks like. CLX. All right, we got a bid at 156.84 and an ask of 156.94. That's a 10 cent spread. Okay, so a 10 cent spread. We're about uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and we have 172,000 shares traded. Not a lot of activity. Okay. We got our weeklies, and these weeklies are $2.50 apart. So we're looking at the 156.94. 
So if we buy it at 156.94, we could sell the 155s and it would end up getting 157.55. Or we could just sell the 157.50s and collect the bark. It depends if you like col uh, Clorox. Okay, so it has room to move up. It, it is in that range. Um, it's a possibility. You, you could profit uh, the 155s. Give you 150, 157.55. That'd give you 60. That's, all, that's only like a half a percent profit by selling, you know, at the money. Half a percent. But if you sell one strike out of the money, you're getting, you know, your half a percent and you might get the change between the 156.94 and the 157.50 difference, which is 60, almost 60 cents. So one, you're making a buck 60, but then the stock has to go up. Okay, and I don't like that. All right, I'm going to end for today. We got uh, two, four, six, six more companies. I'm going to go over those tomorrow. That being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader. Now, be on the lookout for new stuff that's coming down the pike because I got uh, a lot of stuff that we're, we're actually going to move all our stuff to a new website because my, my current website, they're, they're extorting me for money. <laughs> what do I mean by that? I had a free website for you know over a decade, and now they said, ah, we're moving you to the non-payers and you're going to be unlisted. I said, well, that sucks. Well, unless you pay this money. I said, nah, it's the principal. Okay? You're giving me something for free. Ten years later, it's like, all right, enough of this free stuff. you got to stop paying. I don't want to sound like a cheap bastard or anything, but I don't like the way they do, they do it that way. You know, it was people like me that built their company to where it is, and now they want to extort money out of me. I don't know. Well, either that or the uh, – I don't, I don't want to get into it. All right, neither here or there – I will be having new, you know, information on the new website coming up. All the books are getting redone. They'll be putting back up again. So, and they're going to Audible. Ooh, that's going to be good. All right. That's it. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk. I'm brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly cash flow. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.